you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Fast Money starts right now, live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Carter Worth, Steve Grasso, and Guy Adami. Tonight on Fast, Tesla tanks. The stock having its worst day in five years after CEO Elon Musk gets sued by the SEC for fraud. But Musk is fighting back. Will it be a win for shareholders? Plus, despite the odds, the retail rally holding strong through the third quarter. But the chartmaster here says the party could be over sooner than you think. He will explain. But first, we start off with today's big story, Facebook under attack again. The social media giant saying 50 million users were affected in, by a security flaw. Let's get to Josh Lipton in San Francisco, who's got the details on this developing story. Josh. Mel, here's what we know. Facebook saying that on Tuesday its engineers uncovered a security issue impacting almost 50 million accounts. CEO Mark Zuckerberg explained that issue on a call. Take a listen. I'm glad that we, that we found this. Um, and that we were able to fix the vulnerability and secure the accounts. But it, it, it definitely is an issue that this happened in, in the first place. Uh, and I think that this underscores um, the, the attacks that, uh, that our community and our service face and uh, the need to keep on investing heavily in security. Facebook says that the investigation is still in its early stages, but that they've fixed the vulnerability and informed law enforcement, including the FBI, saying they've yet to determine whether these accounts were misused or any information was accessed. So how did this attack actually work? Facebook saying attackers took advantage of a vulnerability in its code that impacted the view as feature that allowed them to steal the equivalent of digital keys, which they could then use to take over people's accounts. The street starting to weigh in now. Evercore's Anthony DiClemente calling this bad news at a bad time, with midterm elections just around the corner. Though he says revenue trends are not likely impacted in his view, and he says, unlike the Cambridge Analytica data scandal, the company acknowledged the issue right away and is taking action. By the way, another tech giant in the hot seat too today, Google CEO Sundar Pichai on Capitol Hill meeting with lawmakers. That's after he and Larry Page, remember, declined that invitation to appear before a public hearing earlier this month. CNBC reporting that Pichai Chai has agreed to testify before Congress before the end of the year. Mel, back to you. All right. Thanks, Josh. Josh Lipton in San Francisco. Well, the breach is the latest in a series of missteps for the social giant, <laughs> all of it leaving Facebook all by itself. Oh, please. 2018 has been a long year for Mark Zuckerberg with the social media giant battling one privacy issue after another and the stock reflecting those problems down 7% this year while the rest of the fang trade takes off and tech surges. So has Facebook become a no-touch stock guy? See that face I'm making? I just wanted to make it clear. That's a, it's a pain like you face. you smell something bad face. And that's, that's, what I mean. that's how Mark Zuckerberg feels. Is it because of the song or is it because of well, the Well, it's a stock? combination of the two. Clearly, right. the stock is forcing us to play Celine Dion's All By Myself, which she ripped off from Eric Carmen, as we've pointed out a number of times. All of which making me a little bit ill. I believe. Continue, please, Guy. Yeah. What's your point? Well, I mean, I think as Tim has said this, there's clearly existential risks. You have to be comfortable with this valuation in an environment where maybe valuation doesn't matter. I thought it's going to trade back to the levels we saw in March when Mr. Zuckerberg testified, which is 155. I don't think you've seen the capitulation volume like you saw in March yet, which indicates to me I think that's back where we're headed. Also, 
quite frankly, I don't think you have to do anything in earnings. And earnings is on, on Halloween day, so I think it's a no-touch for a month. It's a perception problem. You had 85 million Cambridge Analytica. You have 50 million now. Perception problem. But Carter's on the desk. We can talk about technicals. The 100-week 100, 100 moving average is 162.52. Stopped on a dime probably six times. That's the spot. That's not going to save him, Steve. I mean, uh, I the, agree with that. The, 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 the bottom line here is, you know, and I wrote about this on dot com a couple days ago. There's winners and losers in the data privacy world. And by the way, Marky Mark just told us that Facebook is a service, it's a community. It's not. They're data brokers. That's their asset. And they can't protect it. And they told you on the second quarter earnings call that they don't even know what the cost is going to be to protect it. This is another security problem. And again, this is their core asset. It's you know, in the world where, think about data today as we thought about oil 10 years ago. It's the new oil. It's the asset that everybody is trying to figure out what we have. And I think you're going to continue to hear these headlines. And to me, Facebook has not solved any problems, and they're losing they're losing. It's trust. a bad thing at a bad time. I mean, you, the, the problem is you can break sentiment, right? And then that's very hard to repair that. And to have this happen on top of all the things that have happened, it just is not the thing that makes people want to go out and buy the stock. Is there a contrarian trade possibly wrapped up within this Facebook I mean, problem? They have, of all the social media stocks, they have perhaps the deepest pockets, uh, the, the strongest revenue streams with which to combat any regulations out there, as opposed to, let's say, a Twitter or some of the other smaller players out there. In the long term, I think, yeah, I think in, over the long term, they do have those. They can pull a lot of levers. We've said that for a number of, no, number of years now on this desk. However, as we head into earnings, and he, Mr. Zuckerberg just said it itself, reason to spend more on security. Are you going to see a double down on security on October 31st? To me, that's the real concern. Nobody saw it last quarter coming, but if it happens again, then it's shame on us. So but I would say, to answer your original question, no touch. But you can't, you, you get the, the bulk, your bang for your buck with Facebook. The advertisers sort of are forced into doing it. Yes, they have other sp spaces they can so do it. So should there then be it's an investable story if the advertisers have nowhere well, else to Well, we just heard Josh go. just gave the report saying that the, that the analysts said that it shouldn't affect the revenue stream. So mm -hmm. maybe if it doesn't affect the revenue stream, but you're going to need this to play out a quarter or two, and I don't know if you're going to get that solace in that revenue stream, but I would say that you have to be investing if you're an advertiser in Facebook. Again, I'm looking at this totally differently. I'm thinking about this and what's the multiple I want to pay for a stock where the company doesn't even know how to handle it. I, I don't, you know, this, I don't have a personal agenda against Facebook. In fact, I would be urging all investors to think about how they're investing in every company they invest in tech land that has this as their core asset as well. Remember, it's not a, it's not a community of sharing. It's a company that sells data and sells data to advertisers, and that's what's going on here. So, yeah, maybe in the short run, that's fine. And I'm not saying they're going out of business, and they've got a big cash flow, but that's not what this is about. This is about what do you want to pay for a company, what multiple, and there's a reason why Facebook is cheap. So you're in no touch right now. Absolutely. Let's go to the charts, Carter. Let's go to the Why don't you show us what you, what you see in the charts here? You're going to get up here. and walk over there? stuff. Yeah. I walk over here. Very First, let's talk about Fang generally, then let's go to Facebook specifically. So here's a chart of Fang over the past two years. No drawings, no judgments. Let's put in something and see what we can find. So here now is the same chart. And what we know, of course, is that this has been almost perfectly on trend over and over and over. It has found this trend line. And what's happened now is just what you see here. We have essentially broken trend. Not, not good. Let's go on to another chart. Now it's the same thing. Fang on top, but relative performance to the actual market. 
and I want to zoom in here, if you see this, we have held above this line. Now, compare that, however, to, well, maybe we'll go back one if we can, but if not, compare that to the, uh, where we haven't broke trend. So take a look at this. We are now below. Relative performance to the market is everything. This was a huge outperformer, which is now not attracting capital. Moving on, let's look at this comparative chart of now Facebook versus FANG. So FANG is starting to underperform the S&P, and Facebook is starting to underperform FANG. You can see that here, Facebook in blue, FANG in orange, and then let's draw some lines. We have this epic, and we know it was epic, sell-off on record volume. And Guy just referred to that. And then we try to make a new high, and we have another epic sell-off on heavy bond. The biggest one-day loss of capital in the history of markets, $120 billion with a gap. The odds of exceeding that high are exceedingly low for years. Carter, for those people invested in the communications services sector, the new S&P sector, is this going to be the weight that causes underperformance of that sector relative to the new tech sector relative to the S&P 500. Right. One of the issues, of course, is, and the bull would say, that, look, it's already down 27%. In fact, there's rebound potential. But again, sentiment is broken. And for this particular security, to have a reset like that, it's very hard to overcome it. So to your point, it could very well be the problem for that area of the market. Question for the desk here. The money that comes out of Facebook, where has it gone or where will it go in your theory? We've talked time and time again about stocks that are very crowded, they're used as an ATM, and the money goes elsewhere to another company's benefit. I would have thought originally it would have went into Twitter because Twitter suffered so much earlier than Facebook for a lot of years and was not seen as really the grown-up at the table Facebook was. So when it originally came out, it went into Twitter, but then when the whole social onslaught happened on Capitol Hill, I think they're coming out of all of them resetting probably going into a different sector, different space. I think they're probably going into so it's part of the whole industrials the or healthcare. What do you think, Tim? Well, I think there's a scarcity of, of investment plays, certainly in the social media plays. So what is Facebook? It's a media company. I think, first of all, media companies are going to be thought of differently. I think, I think even Netflix on some level gets... gets if, you're, if you're telling me that there's at least some substitution effect or where would we see Facebook flows go if it's a zero-sum game, I don't think investors are looking at it like this. And again, I think investors need to think about how they're approaching those companies that deal with the governance issues around data privacy because this is going to continue to be shining in their face. Should we impute Facebook's problems onto the rest of the social media sector? Any, yes. any company who traffics in data? Can you explain to me what impute means before I answer the question? <laughs> no, I think each of these companies have their own specific risks, right? I think Facebook has its own existential risks. Netflix is probably, is it a wide enough mode? Is competition coming in? But how about a Twitter? A snap. Google. See, I think, Twitter's Amazon, different Google. Than, I think Twitter's much different than Facebook. I think it's getting sort of lumped in with Facebook, but then that's what the market wants to do. And I got one more point. Carter just walked back on his own without you asking him, is that, a, is that like what happens? Or Well, I'm not going to not invite him back to the desk. Yes. You referred to that March low. Do you think we're going to undercut that March Yes, low? I do. I agree. Wow. Think of, think of companies that use data to make your life better. I think Google is in a little different position. In other words, I think, you know, when you think of winners and losers, and I certainly think Amazon's a winner on some level, even though I think they have regulatory issues, it's the companies that are basically using data to improve your experience or sell you services. Do, I think those think guys are in a much better place. Do you think the members of Congress are going to see it differently? No. But this is, to me, okay, so this, to me, is all about how investors perceive it. Shareholder value corporate C-suite, how they're handling it. Uh, the regulatory issue is going to... That's not going away, okay? That's going to continue for a long time. 
I think that to Tim's point, you could classify those to Amazon and Google because Amazon searches, you in, in theory, should make your life better or they're there as a tailwind to whatever consumer issues that you're dealing with. But they're not going away and they're not going to, they might be masked into midterms, but they're not going away. For more on the Facebook security breach and what the social media giant's next move should be, you can head over to CNBC.com. Plus, it has been a hellish week for the banks, and the headwinds hitting the sector are building our financials dead money as well. And later, Tesla getting slammed today as Elon Musk gets ready to take on the SEC and defend himself against charges. Is Musk making the right move? We are live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. <laughs> Welcome back to Fast Money. It's a nightmare on Wall Street this week as a bank's sell-off. Financials were the second-worst performing sector as banks got crushed again today. And it's not just rates. Headwinds from European banks are creeping overseas as well. So are the banks dead money? Is there anything that could help them rally, Tim? Look, they're definitely not dead money. I, I, I would be most concerned about the headline risk that's coming out of Europe, an Italian budget, and I think actually that budget looks fine. I, I, it doesn't surprise me that we're going to hear about it, um, but a week ago we were saying that the banks were ready to start performing. So, uh, no, I'm not going to change my tune. I, I actually think that the banks, uh, from a profitability standpoint, are, are actually improving that dynamic, and I continue to stay long in the banks. I don't need them to outperform here. I actually feel very safe in banks right now. The best balance sheets in their history. Yeah. Right? And yet the price section is horrible, especially with rates. So what does that tell you? Are they dead money in your I mean, view? In my view, it's telling us that we're not going to get as many hikes as we're expecting. Uh, the way the investment bank and brokerage, I mean, think about the, the BKX is down one, one and a half. Do you think that the, the way the banks are trading is, is a the, precursor to what we should expect sure, from the Fed? Sure. That's fair. Okay. And, and yields have, I mean, look at the long bond. In the yeah, but hasn't it been, has it, is it just Go that on. it doesn't matter if we get the hikes and the, the yield curve that, is just but not? But also think about this. So think about where rates are. Right now we got back to that 312 on the 10-year, which we were in May. So utilities, if you look at the RMZ, the, the biggest aggregate there is for utilities, it's still up 8% from where it was in May, even though rates are back to the highs. The messaging of all that is that rates really aren't going higher and that leads, that's not something to rely on if one's bullish on Or is a bigger concern that the two-year goes higher and the yield curve gets inverted? Or That's a to whole Tim's other ball point of wax is, you know, I think my concern would be if, if you're long banks, or if you want to be long banks, is it Europe a Europe-specific thing, or is it going to sort of bleed its way into the United States? I've been concerned about Deutsche Bank for quite some time. Traded miserably again this week after having bounced. The XLF is back below this 28.5 level. So there have to be concerns that maybe European banks are making their way here. Dan Nathan, who's on this next show, Options Action, tweeted earlier today, it's the quickest rotation in history in terms of rotation in and out of banks. We'll see. But on U.S. banks on just valuation in terms of their earning power are great. The concern is there's something happening. Yeah. And then that speaks and to the market overall. There's not a lot of pressing for equities going meaningfully higher when financials are slumping like this. We've had, so, we've had month end, quarter end, and banks do not show up in the quarter or on the month. It's healthcare, it's industrials, it's technology. Those are the sectors that have been performing. So when you're waiting for this bounce that might never come, 
Tim started off the segment talking about European banks. That's an, only another headwind to avoid banks. But we've, we've had this conversation so many times, and, and I think that there's been not extraordinary moves for the banks, but I think we've seen this rotation multiple times. Yes, they have underperformed, but what are we talking about? We're talking about 1% or 2%, and if I look at this over, over a 9- or 12-month period, I don't think it's that dramatic. And I, I hear you, Guy, on Deutsche Bank, but, but if we just got done saying, and I'm not saying we're right, but that, that U.S. bank balance sheets are as good as they've ever been. What, what, so the, the credit risk what's here. What's the catalyst, I though? I mean, if we're, if we're in earnings. a trading environment, if we're in an environment where the bank should have the best, they have the best balance sheets, they've got the best conditions in terms of the U.S. economy to operate in, and they're still not rallying, what is that catalyst? What's missing? Well, I, I think people are concerned that banks' margins on some level, their, their core business model is shrinking. They, they continue to be uh, disrupted on multiple levels, and I think that's an issue. I think if you look at their, their profitability margins, therefore, that's a problem. But, but I don't know. I think I look at earnings, and every time we have these numbers coming out of J.P. Morgan sequentially for the last three or four quarters, we've all been, or I've certainly been reaffirmed in my view on banks that I don't but need to do anything else. But the underperformance, would you say it's a percent? Goldman Sachs is down 12 percent year to date. I, I, I think Goldman's flat. got a different issue. You're, so to be Cities clear, down talking money setter banks, well, yeah, and they're not, all, they're not all created the same, but looking at the XLF and just for talking about banks, I, I don't think this is a disaster. Yeah, last I mean, word. Just what, Banks, after the election in 16, had a massive outperformance. As of this week, they've given the entire relative performance back, and they are below now where they were relative to the S&P from the presidential election. And you say they go... I don't see how they go higher okay. uh, with this kind of sort of tape. Yeah? All right. Coming up, retail hanging tough in the face of a tough tape, but the chart master says do not get too excited yet. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast. His tweets that funding was secured and that investor support is confirmed were simply not true. But Tesla CEO says not so fast. He's going to fight the power. And we'll tell you why that could be a good thing for Tesla stock. That's when Fast Money returns. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. The SEC suing Elon Musk, Tesla's stock tumbling. The SEC and Elon Musk heading to court. Jim, Elon Musk. Discuss. That's always been the question, right, with Tesla. What's the Musk premium? Well, take a look at Tesla shares. Worst day in nearly five years. Shares of Tesla falling sharply today. Did you hear that Tesla was in the news today? Wow, ah, I mean, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. News to me. Huh. Shares of the electric car maker apparently posting their worst day since November 2013. This following the SEC suing CEO Elon Musk for securities fraud. But Musk is fighting the power, rejecting an offer to settle with the SEC. So do Elon Musk and Tesla have a fighting chance? And I think the question is how much of a Musk premium is there in the stock? And is it a good thing or a bad thing if Elon Musk is removed as CEO but stays with the company? Well, I mean, when it's... When the SEC offers in some sort of olive branch, you take it with both hands and run for the hills, because then that's the end of it. When you fight them, they will fight tooth and nail. They'll Martha Stewart you. I think Jim mentioned that this morning on, this, on Squawk or Squawk on the Street. That said, we're going to find out. 280's been the line in the sand. We're significantly below that now. Tim's been right. I don't know what the premium's going to but I think we're all going to find out in a, in a very real way. I don't think there's any way you can buy this stock without knowing the outcome of all this stuff.
Top holders have been lightening up on their positions. You've seen that in the last filing. I know filings don't tell how you everything. Not, right? I Why? mean, from a risk management how can you not? You, you, you don't have, have to vacate. You can't, you can't hold it with whatever ever the headwinds that are coming down the pike. When I look at the levels, it's 252, then it's 244. And I said last night, I think the stock gets cut in half. And I think ultimately you're looking at a, a 150 or 160. If he's gone, if these headwinds continue to pace the way they are, I know it sounds cataclysmic. But I do believe that's where it's going. And the real question is, how come it wasn't cataclysmic today? I mean, truthfully, this is a fairly benign sell-off, given what the news could be. You're and given the, volatility, given the volatility for the of stock course, this in is, and of listen, itself. We, we were here two weeks ago, exactly this price so we were So then what does that tell you, that we're just back to two-week levels? Exactly. I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, I think the people are so either in or out on this one that even but, this but, but, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Stock. But th this is a guy who's up on fraud charges. So maybe Elon goes, maybe he doesn't. But, but the, the reality is that... Fundamentals and fraud are two different things. On fundamentals, I just don't think the company's worth this. On fraud, look, the, the, the concept that they may not have been giving you the true picture of the entire thing is something that at least you can start to hypothesize when you've got a CEO that's been making stuff up. There's 420,000 in terms of demand uh, on the August 13th, you know, announcement on, on where the demand, 420, get it? You know, the same number that was this, this share price that they used it as girlfriend. I mean, if they're telling you and using a number, I'm not saying they've done that, but 420 is the same number that lives in a, you know, in a demand number that they gave us on a, on a release on August 13th. I'm just saying that if there's fraud here, there's, there's this, who knows? But thing, how come it, it didn't drop? I mean, when Facebook dropped, it yeah, was Yeah, but Carter, it's a 26% shortage. But because, the because stock drops 12%, I, guys I, are going to cover. I, I get all that. So it doesn't all but happen I, at I'm once. I'm surprised, given what could be coming, how muted the price action was. Was that your reaction? Down 14%, I thought it was a pretty significant move. But Carter makes a fair point. I mean, we saw Facebook move 25% in nine minutes. Tesla should have been worse. So you can make an argument either way. I think you made the best point, as usual, by the way. Um, but that, that really? had he, look, if this guy had cut a deal <laughs> with the SEC, <laughs> I, whether, whether you think I'm joking, if he had cut a deal with the SEC, he would have destroyed short sellers, okay? I think he would have. And I think we could have had a chance I, to put this at least to get back the fundamentals. I think the issue, whether or not, whether or not you believe in the company's fundamentals in future, just look at CEO Elon Musk and his decision not to take that olive branch from the SEC. And if he took that olive branch, this problem could have gone away for himself and for the company. Yes. I don't care where you stand on the stock, but in terms of his fiduciary duty as a CEO, he could have made this all go away very quickly. Totally agree. He okay. doesn't understand what that means. But <laughs> Final trade time, Tim. Data privacy, AT&T. I think they do okay here. Meanwhile, I think the stock's very cheap, AT&T. Carter. Disney, stealth winner ahead. Ooh. Steve. Pfizer, quietly up 22% year-to-date. Chart looks intact. I've been long for a while. Stay long. I agree on that Pfizer thing, and there's also a stealth rally going on in biotech that maybe you'll speak about in options action. I have no Perhaps idea, but Celgene. Tune in. Yeah, tune in. Celgene. That does it for us. See back here on Monday. Do not go anywhere. Options action starts right after this quick break. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.